Yo and hello everybody, Mike Moynihan here with BenchClear Media and welcome to another episode of the Golden Age of Cardboard podcast. Oh, it's been a great couple of weeks. We've spent the last two weeks dissecting our favorite sets from the 50s, from the 60s, and this week we're going to do the 70s. Looking back, I probably would have reversed them, honestly. That would have probably been a little more, that would have made a little more sense, but the reality is I've just, it doesn't matter what order I talk about these decades in. It's so much fun. And I uh, really appreciate you guys coming along for the journey. You can see here, I've got drawers from the beast pulled out from cards from the seventies. I've got a couple more drawers, cards from the seventies that I will uh, maybe dive into here in a little bit. But I wanted to uh, first give a shout out to the show's sponsor, which is Card Hedge which is cardhedger.com. Go check them out for any uh, card analytics, checking out prices, anything like that. Card Hedge, just Google it, or it's the cardhedger.com. Check them out. You'll enjoy it. You get a seven-day free trial if you put in the code BenchClearMedia. So thanks uh, to them for sponsoring the show. And of course, this week, you know, I got to have some friends, the same friends, as a matter of fact, to talk to me about this. And that's Don Field of Dreams Cards and George Diamond Yard Sports Cards. Welcome, guys, back again. Are you guys ready to be done with this? Are you all sick of talking to me about sports cards? Absolutely not. <laughs> I will agree with Don 100%. <laughs> Absolutely not. It, it's so funny how, as collectors, and A, we're both, all three of us are collectors, the not that we, none of us you know you guys sell stuff if you need to but we're collector mindsets and we are all the same pretty much the same age don's the senior citizen in the room but you know it's but i have the most hair you know that is kind of sad actually that that's true uh luckily people on the podcast never see my bald head because usually i have it covered up with a cap but you know we can talk about this stuff for days, you know, and what I don't think people realize is, you know, we talk before the show, we will talk after the show. Like it, it doesn't just stop when I hit record or start when I hit record and stop when I hit stop record. We, we keep talking and, and we text each other and we're showing off stuff and Hey, should I do this? Hey, should I do that all the time? And that's the great thing about having a community, having friends. So I appreciate you guys friendship before we get too deep into this and, getting into the seventies. I, I just appreciate you guys doing this for the last few weeks and it's uh, been great. So thank you. No, thank oh. you. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you. Why do you ask me to come on? I'm having a blast. So the seventies, what a great decade for, for baseball cards. We've got uh, another decade dominated by tops, but that will end, you know, at the end, you know, starting in the early eighties, we get Donruss and Fleer, come into the fold. So this is the last full decade of really only tops. And I would be remiss to not mention the seventies has so many great, more than just tops cards, right? Outside of tops. And I may even talk about a few of them tonight, just because I love them so much, but we're going to focus on tops in terms of our favorite sets is what we're going to do. Least favorite sets and most underrated set that we think, or maybe even overrated set. We could do that. I, we did that last week. George threw that out there, and I thought that was a, a good spin on things. So, George, I think you're up this week to talk about your favorite set from the 1970s. I know this was tough for you. <laughs> this is tough. I, I This is really tough because these are all awesome, awesome sets to me. I mean, I was – going through and my favorite sets and i probably had like three or four on my list because i like them all um even the one that i put that i didn't like so much was really i looked and i had a bunch of cards from that set too um so i guess i just i'm gonna jump right into the cards you know we can set this kind of set the, the the tone of the 70s but boy what it's just a decade of change and free agency Reserve clause being challenged, you know, all, all of this stuff um, going around with the different. We had we had dynasty, and then we with A's, and then we had uh, the big red machine, and then we had um, you know the Yankees coming back to prominence, and so it just was really a, a huge decade. And I was looking at some Mel Allen '70s documentary today, 
about the fact that attendance records were broken in the 70s. Like it was so baseball was so popular. We want to think about the 50s and the 60s being this golden age. But the 70s baseball was like had it to get had its foot to the floor and had new stadiums and all kinds of new stuff. So my favorite set of the 70s. This Wait, is so tough. You're not going to tell me we are family. What's that? Yeah, I was almost there. I know. Yeah. And then, the, and then the you know, it begins, um, you know, and it ends then with the Pirates. I mean, the Pirates kind of start that decade in a way. They won what? The 71 and then they won 79. So you're, you know, all these great franchise. The A's were like the Rebels. Right. But then all these historical franchises won championships and the players. Uh, but it still was such a it's the expansion was still happening. Anyway, to answer your question, my favorite set, um, this is really tough. This is like one and one A and one B. Um, 1972 tops. Uh, 1972 tops to me, it might, it's probably not many collectors' I mean, favorite sets of this era, but for me, I really like it. Um, I love the fact that I'll just show some cards here. You got like this three dimensional, here's a Yaz, the three dimensional way it comes out. Um, I think Tops is really spending their time on this set to try to make it really cool. Um, there's a lot of batting poses. Here's a rose and an eight. I mean, it just comes out at you. The colors are really vibrant. Um, the star cards are really cool. And this was the biggest set that Tops had produced at that point. Here's a Carew. This is with a high number. Um, and again, coming out at you with really bold colors. I mean, this was, I read an article about the the name of the article was on the PSA website and it was called like the psychedelic 72s. And I think really think it's kind of psychedelic the way that this works. Um, here's a Hank Aaron and eight. Um, you know, the colors are great. Uh, and it's a big set. There's the childhood stars. There's rookies like, like Fisk. Here's a 70, 72 Fisk, Cecil Cooper rookie. There's the maze, you know, you have the end of these stars like maze and, and, and Aaron and stuff. You have in action poses. You got Reggie, beautiful Reggie there on the A's. Yeah. There's the, there's the Willie in action of Mike showing. Here's a Rose. Right. Rose is really not an action, but um, so I thought this, I, there's key hall of famers, there's star cards, there's, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's a psychedelic set to me. You have a traded set. You got Joe Morgan's first card. I'm sorry, Don, what were you showing? Uh, it was Jim Palmer. I keep forgetting that this is a podcast too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jim Palmer today, I was watching the prime nine of the seventies and their number one pitcher of the seventies on MLB's prime nine, the pitcher of the decade, Jim Palmer, 20 wins eight times. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. But um, you know, the bench, you know, he won the MVP in 72 and uh, and then, you know, lastly, from 72, probably one of my favorite 70s cards. This is a 72 Clemente and a nine. And I, it just, you know, what is he thinking here? I've talked about this on my channel a little bit, you know, kind of the fates and everything going, that's going to happen and everything that's happened. So the backs are the backs are cool. Cardstock's nice because it's, it's orange to me. I mean, it's it's there are other issues. And you guys know this in the 70s that their cardstock really makes the cards not look so slick. You know what I mean? Like they were going cheap on cardstock or something was my opinion. But in 72, I think they were coming off a great year in 71 with what they produced. And uh, to me, 72 is my top set. All right, Don, what do you think about his selection there? Um, at one time, I couldn't stand that set. But over time, it has grown on me, which I think I said that about the 62 tops. Um, I've never had a set that I like that I dislike now, but I have had some sets that I've gone the other way. And um, I, I really like the 72s. Not my favorite. Um, but I just think they're cool cards. Uh, the psychedelic, like you said, George, look to them is pretty cool. Can you pull that Rod Carew back up, George? Yeah. Actually, oh, you like you like this one, Don. This is for you and all the Pirates yeah. fans. Look at that. And look at Manny Sanguia. Oh, it's a great card, um, you know, of that. But, yeah, I'll pull the, the 72 Carew up. Which again, if you were a Carew collector like I was, I know Mike was, you know that this is a hard card. It's a hard card to get. I love the batting poses too, like with Carew, Rose, right. A lot of the players. Keep even that got up. keep that up. Yeah. Put that up. The reason I asked you to show that is I love that card because of the player in the background. He's mm -hmm. putting a baseball. Yeah, yeah. 
right oh, there. Oh, there it is. <laughs> I just thought that was always cool on that card, and I oh, didn't notice cool. that for years. The the Ryan in the seventy two is very tough. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a very tough card. It's a semi high number. It is always off center. Um, I have it in a PSA seven, and I paid a lot. I paid up for it. You know, I had to pay a lot of money to get that. Um, I have the beautiful Carew as well. Nice. Again, I would say that from a collecting perspective and a prices perspective, I know we're not talking prices too much on this, but these, like vintage basketball, there's the beautiful Carlton. These 70s cards were like criminally undervalued for a while, for, for like the last, you know, up until like a year, year and a half ago. Um, you know, you could get into a Hank Aaron or a Roberto Clemente, like in a seven for under a hundred, a hundred dollars, you know, like this, I'm talking about like two years ago, they just kind of sat there for a long time while all the sixties cards generally went up of the stars. And then the seventies cards were just kind of like the, you know, eh. the forgotten children. I'm sorry. Forgotten children of the decade, really. Yeah. And then all of a sudden now they've, you know, people realize, boy, getting a seven of a Nolan Ryan, that's, that's hard to get a nice one. And it's, it's a, it's, high grade you know so i think the 70s cards generally and generally even late 70s if you look late 70s cards you'd be like wow that george brett in a nine is going for like 150 bucks like what you know th- this wasn't the case a couple of years ago like with a lot of things sure uh i would say 72 is not my favorite set i would agree with dawn that i was a set i was never a huge fan of necessarily but it's grown on me over the years i like I like the inaction. It's the first year of the inaction stuff, right? Yeah. And so I think that's a, a neat innovation in that set. It's if people are looking for going to get Hall of Famers, you may not be able to afford the base card, but you go find a nice example of the inaction cards. And it's still a Willie Mays card or a Carl Yastrzemski or whatever player you're talking about. Uh, so those are, I, I think it's great to have those options if you're a, if you're trying to just get a nice example of a, that player from that and the, the Hank Aaron in action card is actually more, I believe, than his regular card because it is so off center. He's just running and he's out of shape. And he's running and it's terribly off center and it's hard to find. Um, and I think it goes for like an eight. It goes for as much or more as his regular card. Yeah, there it is. That's a nice yeah. copy. It's a six, but and it's off center for sure. <laughs> No doubt. Uh, I guess that's where it was on the sheet, right? Not, not great. Um, and I have, I love the Clemente too. Uh, I have that in an eight. So always love that card. And his inaction card is great too. That is another one where he's putting his backpack. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. He's looking back. Going, yeah. Dang it. Was that, did he just call that a strike? That's what I always think he's thinking. Like, no, that's not a strike. Come on. Yeah, they they did a lot of inaction cards of a lot of people, uh, not just the stars, you know. And some of them aren't so flattering, frankly. If you've seen the Seaver, he's kind of like, like really mad. (laughs) He's on the mound. You know, some of this, some of them aren't flattering. So I will, I will admit that certainly they were getting with uh, the 787 cards they produced. They were, they were reaching to some degree, but like there's, there's like four or five Hank Aaron's in the set. And there's a lot of if you want to get a leader's card or something, you'll find leader's cards with Hank and uh, Willie May uh, Willie Stargell and stuff like that on them. They also had these uh boyhood heroes or boyhood photos of the stars or whatever in the 72. This is a Stargell, mm-hmm. um, Seaver, Torrey. You know, there's some key guys that have or Hall of Famers that have those cards, which are kind of neat, kind of different, you know, which is how they made it such a big set and then adding the traded set oh yeah first time that had been done so man okay 72 we got to keep going because we'll be on here for like three hours don uh favorite set of the 70s so for me i've got a little story this is the first decade that i was actually pulling cars out of packs Uh, i believe you two started in the 80s so in the 50s and 60s i was basing my favorite sets on just how much i liked the, the looks of those cards where in the 70s I have some history with the set that I'm going to talk about um, it's the first set that I started collecting that I opened packs from um, I, I think I told this story on another podcast of yours Mike I had fallen on my bicycle over my neighbor's house tore my knee up got a bunch of stitches put in it 
the woman whose house it was where I got hurt brought me over a pack of baseball cards. And that pack was the 1976 Tops, which is my favorite. This card could have possibly came out of that pack. This is a beauty. <laughs> it's got the rare D's on the back. And uh, so this card is from my childhood that I've kept. Now, this is probably the worst condition card I have, but that's, uh, that's, I'll never get rid of that card as trashed as it is. It's just, it brings back memories. And um, love the way the set looks. Got the Hank Aaron. Here's a tough card to get centered. George Brett. Yep. Um, there's a story behind this card, at least for me. So first of all, I think it's cool that it, it shows Lou Brock doing what he's known for, stealing bases. And this card was actually, or this photo was actually photographed in 1973. And the reason I know that is that Jackie Hernandez back here has a 21 patch on his arm. And they only wore that patch in 1973 to honor Clemente. So it's the 76 tops, but the photo was taken uh, three years before. And uh, my mom, you know, would go on, my parents would go on business trips and we'd go over our aunt and uncles. My mom would hide a pack of these in our suitcase and uh, as a surprise. And that's just, that's why I love this set. Here's the, uh, the only Hall of Fame rookie in the set, Eckersley. And uh, we used to go to, we had a store called Murphy's Mart, sort of like a Target or a Kmart, something like that. If you guys had those, you obviously have Target. And we would go through the cello packs and I would pass on a Jim Palmer because I was looking for pirates. Got Dave Parker here. So um, that Dave Parker card is awesome. Yeah, I love that card. He's got the, the necklace on. It looks like seashells. Yeah. Like it's so 70-ish. And this is actually my favorite card from the set. I love this Johnny Bench. To me, it looks like the dust is flying up. He looks pissed. It looks like someone just slid home. He doesn't have the ball. They scored. There you go. Are you getting one out, Mike? What what card number is it? Uh, three hundred. See if I can't remember. Oh, yeah. And I've always liked that that catcher's mini has is huge. I know. Let's do it. So like, like, there we go. So for me, collecting cards in the 70s, um, you guys probably all know who Rich Klein is. Sure. I, I saw him on a podcast, and he made a good point. <laughs> we knew all the players because of the cards. I didn't I didn't have ESPN. I didn't have the internet in the 70s. So I knew who all the players were through baseball cards. Where kids today, my kids, you know, they see these players on video games, on the internet, on TV. We didn't have that. But I knew who every player was just because of the cards. And that's what Richard brought up. And it's, it's a very good point. I think you're right because I, yeah, I think Mike and I probably have had this, a similar experience. And I remember the, the big deal, like in the 70s, the free agency was, well, there's going to be a card where, you know, whoever it is, is well, later on, Nolan Ryan is going to be an Astro. And you want to get his first card. Or Carew's going to be an Angel. Or Reggie, you know, went to Baltimore. Can I get a card with Reggie? on it being an Oriole or am I going to get a Reggie who's a, who's a Yankee in 77 or 78. And so I think that has a lot to do with it too. Like you would know who the players were and you might watch a game and then figure out, Oh, they cut this guy, but you wouldn't know because you had his baseball card and he was on the pirates or something. Right. Tell the story, Don, about your, the baseball card. What, why is it marked up on the back? So um, I have a brother that's a year younger than me and he collected as well. So I would put my initials on the back. So he wouldn't take my cards, which now I want him to take these cards and I'll take the other ones. <laughs> but I don't know if you can see, but I would mark, you know, the little square boxes because that's what we thought they were for. You know, you'd mark down which player you had. And uh, that's how that you is what them. they were for. That is yeah. what they were for. Yeah. yeah. So that yeah. was purely so my brother wouldn't steal my cards. Hmm. Uh, you know, the 76 set, it's going to be interesting. Well, I'll talk about it later. <laughs> what do you think about the 76, George? Um, I initially, it's very similar to the set that I did, that I put as my least favorite set. But the 76 set over the last like 15 years has grown on me. And it's, it's far superior to the set I'm going to mention later that I'm not such a big fan of. Again, I'm a fan of all these. 
But I think that, you know, 76, I, they got the all-star on it. There's Thurman Munson. You got the all-star. I like the all-star. Um, you've got second year cards of guys, key hall of famers like Yount and Brett, and you showed the Brett, which is the most difficult card that I know of in the seventies. Uh, there's no PSA tens and I'm not saying PSA is determining everything about this, but anybody who's had one of those cards knows if it's, if it's centered 50, 50, I don't care if it's a two, you need to keep that card and don't sell it. Uh, I sold one like two years ago and I completely regret it. Um, it's got rookie cups. You know, this Fred Lynn, I mean, it's coming off the MVP and Rookie of the Year. Um, I, I think it's really cool. And this is the first time I ever got an all-time Hall of Famer. I was trading with my buddies, and they have these Sporting News All-Stars. There it is. Yeah, Ty Cobb, Ted Williams. And so you knew. I mean, I, w I didn't open packs of these. I don't believe that Mike did either. I'm not sure. Mike, you never opened packs of 76s. No. You know. I, I did. I have open packs of 76s at the card shop in the 80s. Um, and they were really like badly cut, <laughs> really badly cut. Um, but these, I, I think this is a, I, I like this set a lot. Um, it's not on my, it's not my favorites, but it's, it's just got some fantastic cards in it. Um, there's, there's a, a as well with 76. It's got like the newspaper, like ripped on top. On oh, one. and the traded set, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's got Mar I think Marish is Marishell in that, and no, uh, he's in the '74 traded. Oh, he is. You're right. You're right. Um, but the, the '76 was my almost my least favorite set. I'll go ahead and talk about it. It was almost my least favorite set, and it's mainly because of the lack of uh, Hall of Fame rookies. You only have Eckersley, right? There's not a ton of huge cards you do have the last card of hank aaron right so that's pretty awesome and what made it not my least favorite is what you mentioned uh george and that's the, the sporting news all-time all-stars i just think that's a great little subset uh what's great all the cards on the back have the players full stats so if you wanted to go learn about lou gehrig or like you said, Ty Cobb or whatever, you could go read their whole stats on the back and be like, whoa, these guys were pretty good. Like, no kidding. Uh, so I just thought that was a, a cool innovation. That kind of kept it from the bottom for me. Uh, but do you want to hear my favorite set from the 70s? No, we're yes, good. Sir. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> the end of the show then. Uh, no. See what um, you have there, Mike. I, I think it's between one and two sets. You want to try to guess? You want to try to guess? Yes. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> 73. Okay. Wait, and I saw someone comment that in our last video, and I know that's the year that Mike born, was born, so that makes sense. But he also made the comment that he hated the sets that there were vertical and horizontal cards. Mm. I think that's what's going to – I don't know what his favorite is, but I don't think it's that good because of that reason. It is not 73. It's not my favorite set. But it is 1975 tops. I thought for the longest time I hated this set. I thought it was butt ugly. And I have just over the years, especially when you see a bunch of the cards together, you know what I mean? Because the colors change so much and you've just got – just amazing stars, you know, Aaron is still around. Uh, Robinson, Brooks Robinson still has a card. You know I mean? You've got Robinson. Harmon Killebrew's last card is in 75. Um, I just think the color combinations, the, it, I don't know. It just, it's my favorite set of the seventies, which is kind of crazy. If you would have asked me that a decade ago, what I would, I would have never said 75. So, I just love it. I Any think you're comments? spot on. <laughs> I think you're spot on. That was my next guess. I'm not. I that was my second or my one A, one B, seventy five. I think that that most people would would tell you that that's like the set in the seventies for a multitude of reasons. Um, I mean, you've got what? How many Hall of Famers do you have in that? Yeah, right there. 
Then you have Jim Rice. You've got uh, the kid. You've got uh, who was it? Keith. Well, Carter Hernandez. Carter right. Uh, Fred yeah. Lynn. Fred Lynn's mm-hmm. rookie. So there's a lot of stars and Hall of Famers. Uh, I remember trying to find that Brett rookie as a kid. That was the card I wanted. Because in the 80s, he was just such a stud, and that was such an expensive card when I was Winfield, a kid. Card. Oh, I love that Winfield. That thing, yeah. the color on that thing is just great. So it's it's weird that that – it's funny, though. I don't know if I could tell you that there's one – like I have much more cards from other sets that I would say are my favorite cards from the 70s. But in terms of overall set appeal, the 70s – or the 75 does it for me which is weird. Like I would, I don't know that a card from that set would be in my top 20 of my favorite cards from the decade, but hmm. um, then I know that's weird, but the whole set is just fantastic. I just love all of it, you know? So that is my favorite set. Uh, what about, this is, this will be interesting to see what I want. I'm excited to see what you guys say, Don, your least favorite set of the seventies. All right, let me pull these up. Although it's I funny, I think we might all because we don't. Everybody, so everybody knows we don't know what each other have picked. Uh, I think we might all three pick the same set. It wouldn't might. shock me a bit if we all three picked the same set. I probably did because it's the ugliest set that was made. Um, let me get mine out here. You know what? Going back to the seventy fives, I like the seventy fives a lot as well. But for some reason, I can't stand the mini cards. I, really. I don't, I don't see a point to them. They're just duplicates. They're a funny size. Why were they even made except to make more money? They just, I, I don't have one in my collection. I just have no interest in those. Interesting. And uh, here's a mini. Here's a mini of Bench. A, a bench. Well, it looks the same. Here are the ugliest cards in the ugliest set 79. These black and white rookies. These are terrible. Why do we have black and white cards in 1979? And there's no stars. I think Pedro Guerrero is the the biggest star. Come on, he's good. Not, not. Would you rather have Pedro Guerrero or Harold Baines in their prime? In their prime. Neither. I'm just kidding. Um, that is that is not the set that I chose. Just so everybody knows, I did not choose 79. And apparently George didn't either. This sets terrible. <laughs> it's not terrible. I mean, like we said, they're all sets we like, but it's got the big tops logo on it. Pretty boring card, if you ask me. Eddie Murray. The only thing that I think saves this set are the all-star cards. Um, I think the extra all-star banner on them makes them a little bit nicer. Garvey. There's another ugly eight card. Of a bunch of nobodies. I think Bruce Bochy might have a rookie card in this set too. He does, as a matter of fact. There's just to me, there's no imagination in these at all. And and, and to pull these off, these are. Oh my gosh, gosh, Don. <laughs> George, any comments on that? On Absolutely. That Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, George. Is okay, so. No, no, I'm, I'm I'm ready to go on this one. This is great. This kind of goes right into what we were talking about and kind of one of the reasons why you liked you, – we were talking 75, right? And one of the reasons why you said you actually think that 79 might – you might be able to swallow it just a little bit was because it had the cool all-stars on it, right? So here's a regular bench, uh, 75, with the all-stars on it. And so these are the first time that they put the little star on it and and for an all-star, which I think is just super cool – uh, really neat thing about 75. Here's a 75 rose. And all the best players of the era seem to be making the all-star team, right? And so the same thing with 79. I agree with you that the all-star banner, here's a Reggie uh, for 79. I think it looks great. And a matter of fact, I think the National League all-star banner just looks super cool with the color. You know, like, I just think it's really neat. I don't dislike 79 like Don does. Um I understand where he's coming from. The cards kind of look a little, it's the tops logo that they put on there. Here's a Brett. The tops logo is kind of strange, right? It, it's, it seems like they're really advertising uh, for themselves. And it, it's 
kind of an odd design like that. Here and Donruss and everyone else was coming out in a couple of years. Yeah, but I will. I wrote this down. I mean, on my notes here, I was writing down underrated sets of the seventies, the seventy nine being one in my opinion. But I also did write here. Great all-star cards, all-star banner, but terrible rookie prospects cards in black and white. <laughs> they have terrible picture quality. Like you, I don't know if they're trying to make them look old or something. The last thing you want a young ball player to do is like look old. And that's what they accomplished. Those might be the worst cards of the 70s. Those all, the prospects from 79. I'm on board with Don on that totally. It's interesting because I put this my most underrated set of the 70s. I'll just disclose this now, is 79. So I think it's underrated. And I, I, again, you only have one key rookie really, which is Ozzie Smith, you know, Hall of Fame rookie anyway, is Ozzie Smith. Very notoriously difficult card to get centered and in good shape, you know, is the, is the Ozzie. But overall, I, I kind of like the banners. And maybe it's because of being a kid and I, you know, starting collecting in 81 anything in the seventies to me felt old, you know, cause I'm eight years old. So it was, I was, you know, it is old compared to me at that time. And so I always thought, God, if I can get a 79, some 79 cards and 78, 77s, all that just felt like, man, these cards are really old, <laughs> you know? And so yep. those are what I, I that plays into it. You know, you can't take the emotion out of card collecting. In fact, if we did, what would be the point of doing any of this? If we took the emotions, out of card collecting and so that plays into it 100 percent for me which is why i think it's so underrated but uh because i do think a lot of people just hate it the 79 and i think <laughs> it's reason. for good reason I, and that's okay um yeah i mean i would be bummed even though it's cool here's a picture here's the astrodome but it's just so lame looking it really doesn't look good i, I agree with that but I, i'm the same way mike i pulled actually i, I had packs of these when I was real young, packs of 78s, uh, but I didn't know what to do with them. I opened them up. I had the gum. I flipped through them. I gave the cards to the big kids on the block. I moved on and waited to get more gum. Uh, yeah, it wasn't until the early 80s where I started to really rip packs and be looking for Fernando or whoever. Um, it's just, it's so weird. You can have, like, I'll give you an example. You can have a really, a decent looking card with an all-star banner. Here's a beautiful Vita Blue. Uh, you may not think so, Don, but it's a heck of a lot better looking. I, I, I like the all-star cards. That's what I said. Those. Yeah, no, but I mean, like, then you've got cards like, like David Klein, and you're just like, man, that's so boring. I mean, the hairstyles are great, the sideburns are great, you know, which is what the '70s are full of. All I've got a couple cards here of some like really wacky hairdos and stuff, but uh, yeah, I, it's it's underrated to me for the star cards, but I wouldn't be building a set of '79 myself. Fair enough. Uh, least favorite set, George. Um, it's between two, but I, I'm and I have cards from this set too. And I think the fo 1974 tops. I think 1974 tops is really, really boring. Um, there isn't much going on on it. I mean, there's some good, great pictures of the stars. Like, I mean, the Joe Morgan's a fantastic card. The bench looks good. The rows, but it's just like the banner on the top, the banner on the bottom. There's no all star. They have all star cards later on, which are some great cards. Um, but I just was not uh, excited about that set. There's the bench, yeah. And the photography's kind of got tints to it that maybe like it wasn't. I don't I know. Like yeah, I mean. The 74 Nolan Ryan is another tough one. Yeah, I mean, and Ryan has – that's a great card, I think. I think it's a really good-looking card. I just – I can't get past the design. Your guys are killing me because they're showing the best cards from the set. That Fisk is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> We're trying to make a point of why it shouldn't be your least favorite set, maybe. I don't no, know. No, I mean, I, I got the same stuff. I mean, this Seaver, I do love the Seaver. That Reggie's awesome, right? I got the Seaver – I mean, I, Mike Schmidt's second year card. Joe Morgan's really cool. Yeah, it's a fan. Mike's showing the Morgan. Here's a, here's a, the Mike Schmidt. I mean, they're beautiful, but I just don't. Stargell. But there's the pictures are really great, and the design is so bad and so boring. Jordy showed me. Reggie. 
the Reggie. Yeah, uh, Don just showed the Reggie. Um, Parker's rookie. Parker's rookie. And I'm not diminishing the rookie class. I mean, it's great. Yes. But I mean, this is just, it's a nice card. It's just not super exciting to me. I don't know. They had the Washington National. Uh, they had, they printed the Nationals cards, right? Except um, for Winfield for some reason. Yeah, there was only a few. Uh, There's different ones that were printed. McCovey has a, yeah, a National League. And then he's got a Padres. Yeah. Very cool, Mike. Very cool. So, I mean, does it, do all these cards change my opinion? Maybe the other one I don't like also. I don't know. But it's just not. I, mean, I have a lot of cards from it. <laughs> you see here. And it's got these these autographed team cards. Yeah, I never liked them. Uh, didn't like them, right? Uh, after Parker and Winfield. And Parker should be a Hall of Famer, but he's not. I mean, there's like a Ken Griffey rookie. But I am I, – there's probably about 10, 12 cards out of this set I'd really like to have. And then and I'm not really into the rest of them. So maybe I'm off here. But what do you think, Mike? Well, my least favorite. I can favorite tell by what set, you're showing. My, my least favorite set of the 70s is 74. And it's because <laughs> it's just so boring. Okay. Um, it's not that there's not. And I think it's it's kind of this. It feels like, you know, the photography in 73 is so bad to me. Some people love it. I think it's just atrocious. If you look at a whole 73 top set. You're going to be just like, oh, my gosh, did they even have lenses on these cameras when they took these pictures? And it feels like there was some carryover for that into 74 tops. So, again, there are some it's fun. Please, guys, don't think that we are just bashing on the 70s. Like, it's not. No, I love that. These cards are awesome. It, it's just we, we just showed you a bunch of cards from, from right. sets we may not like. Yeah, exactly. We have tons of them. And so if I, I just didn't. The design was boring and it didn't doesn't do a whole lot for me. I, I do love the Winfield card. I really do. Uh, yeah, I was pumped, I was pumped to get this Carew years ago. It's a nine, and I got it for like $49, $45. Yeah. Right back in whatever. I was like, cool, Rod Carew. I, I mean, I'm I'm excited to get it. So yeah, I, I mean the road on this set. I don't love it. I don't hate it. It's just sort of there, but I, I, I get where you guys are coming from because a lot like to me the 79 boring you know there's just not a lot of pizzazz to it so i definitely see where you're coming from on that um don to your point and, it, and it, this is true the 74 and 79 are are not that dissimilar right you just instead of having two banners you have one banner right on the 79 yeah 74 has two uh there's no logos on seven you know it's just the team name and I, I love logos, so I'm a big logo guy. I think that's really cool on cards. I'm really surprised that going back to favorite sets that no one picked 71. Like to me, visually, it's my favorite set, but because I have the history with 76, that's where I went with that. Mm -hmm. I was surprised. I thought for sure 71 was going to be someone's favorite. Well, it's funny. I was going to put 71 as my most underrated set, but I don't think 71 is underrated anymore. I think mm -hmm. it has become incredibly appreciated for the difficulty to find nicely centered non-chipped cards you know, the black, we, you know everybody talks about the black borders being and they are the point is this because they are you get super high premiums for for nice grades of star players in 71 i mean the 71 clemente is one of my favorite cards of all time the my favorite card of the 70s which i know we're not there yet but i have to show it just because i have it in front of me is the thurman munson that is my favorite card from the card. entire decade. It is not cheap or easy to find in nice shape. Yeah, happens. it is tough to find. I have a five. I think that this was raw, and I sent it in. I sent this in so long ago that it's on an like it's not even a hollow flip. It's like a. Mm -hmm. That's how long I. It's a two is the serial number. What does that tell you about how long ago <laughs> I sent this in? I sent in the seventy and the seventy-one, and the seventy Thurman Munson is very nondescript you know it's nothing to write home about but the 71 is just again my favorite card from the whole decade so uh it is i, I think 71 is just so it is what it is and it's it's a well-loved set don you know uh, yeah. i think 70s underrated a lot you know i, like I think it's it's a great set 
Um, I actually like 73 a lot. I, you know, Mike, you talked about the, the shots on it. I just think there's so many cool in action shots. Like I love this Munson and even, you know, not just the stars. I mean, there's so many great cards. I love this coach Robinson. How about a great card from 73, which is the all-time home run leaders card, card number one in the set. You've got Ruth and Aaron and Mays. Both before they finish. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is such a great card that Dom is showing this bench. I mean, I think the 73 set has some of the most fantastic action shots. Really? I think they were they were trying. They just that the photography wasn't quite as crisp as they would have liked. That was an awesome killabrew. Clemente's um, last card. Yeah, I was pulling the same card out. Yeah, it's a beautiful card. I mean, it just I think they really tried on this set. Yeah. There are very few cards on this set that I'm like, boy, that's a stinker. You know, here's the Seaver. Um, it's just, it's it's not spectacular, but I like right. how the red red in the corner. The Ryan, he's winding up. You know, that's a good one. So, I mean, there aren't, like the Willie Mays in this set is, is not great. He looks really kind of a out of it. Hunter. Oh, catfish, nice. Yeah, then Fisk has the cup card. I mean, it's not a special card, but the, the cup card's kind of cool on it. Yeah, yeah that, that's a neat one. Reggie. I always is what is Reggie doing there? Is he throwing? Yeah. That's your photography you're talking about. It's just really kind of blurry. Yes. But that's the problem. Not that the not that they weren't trying to do action. I think the inaction set from 72. Hey, why don't we just put these on regular cards? Okay, great, but the, it's the photo quality, not not the not the attempt. If that makes sense. Yeah, I know what you're because that that card is that's his MVP year, and it's a really it's a really like cool to have. My my thought is it's cool to have players in their MVP year, and I've been looking for that card for a long time. And when I'm about to pull the trigger, I'm like, I don't even know what he's doing in that card. <laughs> like, I don't know. But here's like here's the the maze. And it's so hard to find a copy where it doesn't look like washed out or he doesn't look like uh, his his skin is is really, you know, it's it's this was tough to find a decent one. But still, it's he looks kind of uh, like, are you ready to take the picture yet? Can I go? That's what Willie's thinking here. I swear to God. It, there's it probably was. At that yeah, time. he's, you know, but you were right, Don, with you showed the Munson, right? I did. I love yeah, that. I think this is his best card. I just think it's super cool. You like better that better than 71? What's that? Better than the 71? All right. You got me. <laughs> I think 71's like better. Yeah. Like but it's to a top, it's top one. I was about to kick you off this podcast. It's a top okay. one. Yeah. Okay. And then, by the way, 73 card. This Yogi Berra. You know why, Mike? Why? I bought it off of you. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had like three of that. The the starter you, card in 73 cracks me up, yeah. too. Well, I have a question on that. I used to think that was Mike Schmidt running the first. It's the wrong number. But I'm wondering, could it be him, like, late call-up in September with the wrong mm. number? Or I don't think so. Different now. Throw it out there. I thought maybe it could have been. Um, there's a few cards. I think Bobby Bonds has Stargell going back to first. Like there, there's some cars where you have two Hall of Famers in them in the '73s, I think. Well, there's a lot of Hall of Famers in the '73s that are that are unknown. Did you know Larry Doby has a card in '73 tops? Is, is he a coach? Yeah, coach yeah. on the Expos. So, Ernie Banks is a coach. Eddie Matthews is a coach. Eddie Matthews, yeah. Uh, there's just uh, Whitey Herzog has his first manager's card. So. There's a lot of that too, um, but you know, again, we we're only talking about certain sets because we like them, dislike them, or find them underrated. But you know, I think through this, we're able to talk about some of these other ones. Um, George, what's your most? I said 79 is my most underrated set, which of course Don just scoffs at. But George, what do you think is your most <laughs> underrated set? Um, I had 79 as, as an underrated set. Um, I had 73 as an underrated set. I just think like 73 has so many 
just cool cards. I mean, like here's here's Richie Allen. I mean, he's just look at that. He, that's what he does, right? He's just gonna crank it like 450 feet. Um, you get the boyhood pictures of the stars. There's a, gay, a Gaylord. Um, so I, I had this as an underrated set. Um, I had 1977 as an underrated set um, because I just, again, it's the all-star banner. It's how colorful they are. Um, you know, all the all-stars seem to be really, really good players. You know, um, I know, though, that it suffers from um, same kind of like cardstock issues. Um, I'm trying to think here. I wish I wish I had a 77 Toby Hera, Mike, for you. I wish Especially you did, too. Yeah, but I mean, like, you know, the, the 77 set to me, there's some really benign cards, but there's some really nice one. That's a George Brett. Um, obviously, you've got the Andre Dawson rookie. And Murphy's not a Hall of Famer, but you got his rookie, too. You got Munson. Here's a Munson. But you can see I'm gravitating towards the all-star cards. Yeah, I got Bruce Suter's rookie. Suter's rookie. Um, so I, I think that it, you know, it's just maybe kind of like 79 people don't look for it unless they're looking for star cards that they can't find in 71, 75, you know, the more prominent sets of the era. But I mean, you know, they're, they're, they're beautiful cards and the colors are nice and they're super condition sensitive. Um, so I had 73 for sure. Oh, one last thing, Mike. Here's here's a from a collection, you know, bad cuts. <laughs> there's a '73 Ryan that you know. There's another card. Here's another one. There's another oh card at the bottom. You got some anyway. really cut Ryans. I love it. <laughs> it's still an old Ryan card at the end of the day. That's, That's true, right. and it's got part of another guy on it too. Right. Uh, Don, what's your least or most underrated set? I should say. I'm shocked because I'm actually agreeing with George for once on a set. But for me, I went with 1977 as well. Um, again, maybe it has a lot to do with I was opening 1977 cards. It was the second year for me. Um, but I just think it's a great set. I love the Gary Carter. Mm -hmm. I the, uh, the Winfield is a nice card. And, and and they are simple, which goes against what I was saying for my least favorite set. But, you know, I, I like the, the little flag on top going with the team name. I've got Stargell there. I like this Ted Simmons. So, again, you know, 70s is a little different for me than 60s and 50s because I, I've got a personal bias or a history with, uh, with these cars. And they just bring back so many great memories. So when I look at a 76 or a 77, you know, that that's my roots of collecting cards and that's when I started. And so I'll always look at those two sets as, as being special to me. Um, and you guys will, I'm sure when you do the eighties feel the same way about sets that you first remember opening, but it's uh, those two sets for me just stand out. And again, they may not be the nicest, although I, I do like the way they look, but they just have so much meaning to me that they're going to be on top. You know, there's one set left in the decade that we haven't mentioned at all. And I want to ask you guys why you think that is. And that's 78 tops. Is it one of those just completely nondescript uh, sets that nobody wants to, that just kind of, it's just there? You know, when I went through my collection of 70 cards, and I'm just talking about my slabbed ones, I only own two. I have a rice and a, a fisk. And, um, you know, it didn't cross my mind when he said favorite cards, and it didn't come across my mind when he said favorite cards. So I think you might have nailed it there, Mike. They're just sort of nondescript. You know, it's got the curse of handwriting on it. But, um, I mean, they're okay. I don't dislike them, but they just... That, that's a cool-looking Gidry card, though, isn't it? I mean, he's kicking... Major tail at that time. I mean, he's, he's definitely Anna lightning. Love you. Yeah. So, what do you guys think about this set? I don't. I don't mind it. I mean, again, I I think I was pulling packs, like opening packs. I opened at least five packs or whatever when I was really, really little. Um, 
it's there's only there's there's some cards that will blow you away in 78 um and and i mean it's because of the time period and what was going on but i mean like this card i don't have it graded but this card is one of the best cards of the 70s because of how popular this guy was you know i mean reggie this is just right. it's you know you get that all-star badge which is kind of strange right if they had a banner up there something might be better but every all-star has a badge i actually like um, the badge because it's the okay. red white and blue i like it actually I yeah like i like i like i like it but i just you know I, the red white and blue i like too but i think this card like is just like reggie in the 70s yankee with the yankees doing what he does i mean his knee is his left knee is almost on the ground like it was all the time. And, you know, he had just come off the World Series with the three swings and three homers. Um, yeah, he actually has three cards in the 78 set. He has the record breaker, the uh, base card, and then he has a World Series card. Yeah, so. I don't I don't necessarily dislike it. Um, but, yeah, I don't have a whole lot of graded cards of the set. Of course, I love George Brett, so I eventually got to get this one. He has a chaw in his mouth, <laughs> and then, but even like, that, you got to have the Carew, right? Like, I, I don't have the Carew graded. I've got it. Oh, he's taking his helmet off, right? What's that? The, the Carew, he's taking his helmet off, right? Yeah, it's sideways, and he's, yeah. he's taking his helmet off and taking like I think his cat, uh, his baseball cap, out of it. But I guess these cards just don't have like a lot of. Here's a Seaver. There's not a lot going on. It's just like here, pose for it. We're in spring training. There's nobody in the background. The Reggie's kind of different with, you know, his card, but I like the Carter. It's kind of kind of cool. Um, I, I can't say I dislike these cards, but yeah, they're. I'm just not feeling that. I, I certainly would rather have some 77s than the 78s. Yeah, I think a lot of people that just the 78 just gets like, okay, you know, whatever. Yeah, John, uh, I want to ask you as we kind of close up here. Name off the top of your head, two, three, four, five of your favorite cards from the whole decade, if you could. Do uh, that. One was the '76 Johnny Bench that I showed. Yeah, '71 Clemente. Great card, absolutely uh, great. Card. Uh, the '73 Seaver and Fisk. And and the '73 bench too, which probably off the top of my head. Um, nice, George. What about you? Favorite cards from the decade overall? Um, yeah, yeah there's so many. <laughs> the the, the I like Thurman Munson cards. I think he's got a great run, just like in the '60s. Roberto Clemente has a great run. I think Bench has a great run of cards. Um, I think that Reggie I just showed from 78, I think the 72 Clemente, the 71 Clemente is awesome. I was looking for it. I had it here somewhere. Um, but there, I'll, that, put mine up while you look for it. what's that? I'll put mine up while you look for it. Oh, okay. Um, it's hard to, to pick. I mean, there's, there's so many cards that I really like of these hall of famers that we would, we would be watching. Um, we guys, they got older. Um, here's a Clemente, but I mean, the Brett 75 Brett is outstanding. Um, there's many, there's just so many cards. I really like the 77 Carew won the MVP that year and almost hit 400. Um, I, I could probably just go on and on. So, uh, and 75, 75 has some just great great cards i don't know i know you just want to go to the minis real quick i know you were talking about them being the same but like i guess i my research was that they were produced and distributed in michigan and the west coast so you wouldn't get any minis packs if you lived in new york or um you know florida or anything like that what about you mike uh well i said earlier the months in 71 I, I agree with you wholeheartedly his Every card he has, even the 79 makes sense because, you know, he died and it's like the 79, he's just sitting there and he's just like, here I am. You know, he's kind of got that sideways pose. I don't have my 79s or 78s out, so I can't grab that. If anybody has the 79 Munson. Uh, can, I, can I tell a story real quick? This yeah. is about Munson and that card real quick. Um, 
I remember I didn't really know who Thurman Munson was. I had heard of him because he was in the World Series. But at the time, I was born in 72. Go figure, my favorite set. But I remember my friends in the neighborhood came to my door. And they said, this is in 79, they said, Thurman Munson died. I'm like, what? Who's that? Why is that important? You know? I just, so I kind of remember. And then I remember after that, we were all trying to find a Thurman Munson, you know, of that, that card. He looks real gruff in the card. Right. and everything but i just remember that moment um i was like somebody important you knew he was somebody important and i think i was at the time i was like seven um when that happened yeah that happened in uh i think akron ohio where our buddy scott reindeer studio lives which isn't too far from here where he uh crashed the the, uh, the plane hmm. but, uh, i mean i think card is awesome too the one where he's standing with a mask in his hand yeah. Oh, the, the 78. Yeah, that's yeah. a great card. Yeah, yeah, actually, I, I had that card at PSA right now, and it's probably not going to do any better than like an 8 or a 7, and I don't care because it's a cool card, so I just want to get it slapped. Yeah, I don't think uh, uh, Munson's one of those guys that he would have played probably three or four more years and would definitely be in the Hall of Fame had he gotten to do that. I think he still has an outside shot of becoming a Veterans Committee pick somewhere down the road. Uh, but the further we get away from players like that, I think the harder it's going to get for them to get in and not remembering how great he was uh, at that time. Cause he was, he was the best catcher. Him and Fisk were the best catchers in the American league, hands down. Right. And yeah. nationally you had bench and Simmons were the best catchers. And Carter was the end and Carter at the end, towards the end. Right. Seventies. Uh, we didn't even show seventies cards at all. 1970? Yeah, yes, many. Should um, we get after it? Cardinal. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people yes. these favorite set. I like ben. this, but Bench has so many great cards. Fergie. He does, right? Fergie. Um, the Reggie. Oh, that Reggie's great, too. Yeah. Either one of you have the 75 Frank Robinson manager's mm -hmm. card? Yes. I was watching uh, Ken Burns last night, and I didn't realize this. I, I knew that he was the first American League manager, and I knew he was the only guy to win MVPs in both leagues. But I didn't know that he was also the National League's first manager of the Giants. I was like, that's wild. Yeah. Here's his 75. Doesn't he have a card. card that says manager slash designated hit, or does it just say designated hitter? No, because he has a base card in the set, too. That's what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah, but it, does, it doesn't say manager on it, does it? I'm not yeah, sure. Designated hitter, right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's. I I think that could become an important, more important card. It's an important card, but I was doing research talking about the top ten cards of the '70s today. N not like rookies, but just the Fidrich and stuff like that. Love the Fidrich cards too. I forgot about him. Yeah, it just says designated hitter on the '75 base. Gotcha. Anything on the back of that card about him being the manager? Nope. Interesting. Oh, it does. The, the you know, there's trivia questions on the back of 75 tops. Right. Name the only player manager, and the answer on his own card is Frank Robinson. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's fantastic. I never. You know, you're that. awesome when you're your own trivia question. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That's fantastic. Uh, so one quick quick question for you guys. What other than these tops cards? What other sets or types of cards did you think are really, you know, really neat in the seventies that you can think of off the top of your head? I mean, again, going back to living in the seventies and, and, and looking at these cards, I remember just buying tons of Hostess Twinkies and Ho-Hos and trimming those cards off the back, and I still have them, and they're all crooked and got my D on the back of them all, and. uh you know, I'm not going to say all of them because Mike and I had talked about a few of them offline that I let him talk about. But I, I love the Hostess cards. The Kellogg's. Kellogg's. Yeah, the Clemente. Kellogg's starts in, in 1970, putting out cards. They did for their entire decade. In 72, they did uh, the all-time baseball greats. So thinking about 76 tops and the all-time all-stars. There's a 15-card set for Kellogg's, the all-time baseball greats. Such an easy set. If you want to go get a set of just all-time, there's two Ruth cards in it. It's They're very affordable uh, and 
really cool looking the 3d you know i mean it just it screams awesome to me all those and they came up with wacky designs you know later the only lame ones of the kellogg's i think are the 73s because they got away from the 3d thing they just made cards so mm -hmm. I'm, I'm showing a nolan ryan right now which is it's not a bad card it's just relative to the other kellogg's cards it's not nearly as cool. I I totally agree with you. I mean, I, those 3D cards are awesome, and I I have a Carew of the '73, and it's it, it's only it was cheaply priced for what it was, and it's the only one I've ever bought because I was looking at the Ryan, and I'm like, I don't know, you know, it's not, the 3D thing is really cool. You remember you put in your hands like you get a box of cereal, and you just stuff your arm down there looking for the cards. Another cheap set to buy if you want to get some Hall of Famers is the 75 sspc set mm -hmm. uh i mean it's not the most attractive set in the world but mm -hmm. uh you've got i know there's uh dennis eckersley in that set which is mm -hmm. which predates his 76 tops i think there there's a brett. brett there's a brett and there's a yount yount what what's the story behind those mike or the history like how about ted williams when he's yeah. not even in baseball anymore in a rangers uniform no less well i like that uh, Nice. That's cool. I, you know, I wish I knew more about this set. I would be just guessing if I started to talk about what that set, where it came from and how it developed. I, I no, I don't want to guess. I'm sure someone will. And please do in the comments. If you guys know anything about that set. Yeah. It'd be great. Yeah. I bought a bunch of those like 12 years ago of like, you know, Carew, Bench, Rose, Ryan, they were all in 10s, and the dude was just giving them away, like $100 for like 12 cards. Killebrews on the Royals in that, SSPC right. said, you know that, yeah. So it's just, it's like, wow, these are neat cards. And like, they're from 1975, and like, they're acting like they're, you know, 1990s baseball. Here, take them. I'm like, fine, I'll, I'll store them at my house, you know. Well, any other cards that you guys like think are funny cards or you know, odd cards from the seventies. I know that who was, it was a vintage card curator that was talking about the bill blast from 73. Steve blast. You mean? Steve blast. Yeah. That's it. Donna. Uh, any funny cards? Yeah. You've you got uh, 76 tops. You've got oh, the bubble gum blowing champ of Kurt Bavacqua. Kurt Bavacqua. <laughs> which I think is a hilarious card. Um, you've got in tops traded 76. You've got, the fro of all fro's, the Oscar Gamble. Oh, Mike, you had you read my mind. Seventy-five Oscar Gamble, I mini. Mean, it's a mini. It's autographed. That's all right. But the seventy-six traded is like the Oscar Gamble card. Yeah, it is. Uh, and I, it says Yankees take a gam take gamble on Oscar. Like <laughs> very creative tops. Like how'd you come up with that one? You know. Um, I always here's your 79. I always like this Bill Madlock. That hat is barely on his head. <laughs> yeah, barely. And he's gonna, you know, he's gonna go and hit you 320. <laughs> so I just, there were so many cool cards in the 70s. We could like funny cards, unique cards. Um I'm sure there's like some Al Habroskis or somebody like that. <laughs> it would be Bill great cards. Or he's got some in there. The Mad Hungarian. Yeah. But I do I agree with you, Don. I like this. I like the hostess cards from the 70s. Yeah. Uh, they came in, what, three-card panels, right, on the back yep. of a box, and you could cut them out. So yeah, those are those cool. are neat. But, man, wait till the 80s because there's so many oddball, weird, goofy things uh, that start happening in the 80s. But that's for the next episode. Which, oh, by the way, uh, George, you want to tell them, what, since we're finishing up here with the 70s, what we're going to do for the 80s? Uh, yeah, we're going to do the 80s uh, on my channel. Uh, probably it'll be premiering. I don't want to put heat on to do it immediately, but it'll probably be premiering in about seven to ten days. And Mike and I are going to do it, and we're going to have another guest. Don has been awesome here with the 70s and the 60s and the 50s. Um, and so we're going we're gonna to do that. So be on the lookout for that as well. Uh, Man, this has been so much fun. This really has been so much fun. I've been looking forward to this every week, hanging out, pulling out all these cards. I'm sitting here, all these cards are here. And I know we all want to like show off all of them, you know? Right. But this has been great, especially with you two guys and your knowledge. Um, I really have had a good time and I appreciate you. 
Yeah, and I, I second those sentiments, George. This was so much fun. And and I've heard other people say, Oh, I wish I could have been on and and I'm very fortunate that I, I was on and uh encourage you guys when I see you guys just people out there on YouTube do this with some of your friends as well. It'd be interesting to hear what you guys come up with. And uh I'm looking forward to the uh the eighties. I kind of bailed out in eighty three because I was in high school and beer and girls and Playing sports was a little more important to me than sports cards at that point in my life. So uh, looking forward to seeing you guys do that show as well. And uh, again, thanks for having me. It, it's been a blast. These three weeks flew by. I'm, I'm going to have withdrawal next week. Doing <laughs> yeah, y'all have been great uh, guys to go through this with. I saw the same comments about people wanting, man, I, can I be on? And I don't think this is like an idea, as Don said, that someone else can't do there's no patents pending on any of this stuff you know if you love the idea and it's not stealing it it's not being lazy it's hey i want to get some of my friends together and talk about these decades too we'd love to see i'd love to see it quite frankly i would have no problem with that and it's not uh there's no copyright infringement or anything <laughs> like who cares we're all yeah i think people could go through I and mean, we could have sat here probably and gone through the 75 set for an hour, easy, easy. Right. And just talked about it and like, hey, what about the the, the Herb Washington pinch runner card? Right. You know, we didn't mention that. I mean, right. so That's we could go through all the greatest 300, whatever that collection mm -hmm. there, Mike. It is. Yeah. So yeah, it's we been a blast. Forever. But everybody, thanks for following along with us on this journey through these last three decades. Be looking out on George's channel, which is Diamond Yard Sports Cards. Go check it out. Go subscribe if you haven't, because we'll be on there, George and I, with a special surprise guest who we don't even know who it is yet. So that's it's, it'll be a surprise to us, too. And we will see you guys at that next week. I'm going to have another episode of Gold Nature Cardboard. We'll get back to some other things. But thank you guys for doing this. We'll catch you guys soon. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. As always, keep collecting. <laughs>